Welcome to Marketing Success with Podcast Advertising. Have you been hearing the buzz about podcast advertising, but aren't sure where to begin? Join us here as we discover how to create a positive ROI and learn the best practices and tips from companies just like yours who have experienced great results. Now here's your host, Heather Osgood. Hello, and welcome to Marketing Success with Podcast Advertising. I'm your host, Heather Osgood. And today's episode is all about creating powerful ad campaigns. Now, you might be asking yourself or telling yourself, hey, I know marketing. I've been in marketing for years and years. I totally get how to create successful campaigns. How is podcast any different than any other medium I've tried? You might also realize that each medium is definitely different. Each medium that you advertise in, be it digital, be it offline, is going to have its own set of rules to play by. And we've been in the advertising space now for about four years, and I wanted to give you some of the tips that we have learned through this process of how to create powerful campaigns. So first and foremost, you have to choose podcasts that are going to be a good fit for your audience, right? So you know who your target audience is, you know who's going to be purchasing your product, and you want to make sure that you pick podcasts that are going to align with that. Now, there are 800,000 podcasts out there, at least that's the latest stat that I heard. And there are lots and lots of shows to choose from. So you want to make sure that you're going to be selecting shows that are going to be a good fit for you. Now, it can be a bit of a daunting task when there are so many options out there. So how do you find the right shows for you? I would suggest taking a look at a couple of things. Now, I found that oftentimes because we have this ability in podcast ads to be very kind of matchy-matchy, that a lot of times advertisers have a tendency to do that, which makes total sense. It, It depends on exactly what it is that you're marketing, of course, but it doesn't always have to be super matchy-matchy. Because what you'll find is that the smaller the niche is, the smaller the audience will be. So yeah, there might be a podcast about, you know, how to, um, you know, get your cat to sing, but it's not going to be a very big podcast, right? Not very many people are going to be looking um, to listen to that show. So even though you might find something that is super specific and maybe fits your industry just perfect, it's not going to reach a ton of people usually. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't advertise on a show like that because, hey, it's probably not going to cost a whole lot and it could be a great fit for you because it is so specifically hitting your target market. But if you're really looking to leverage the power of podcast advertising, you're going to want to reach out further to a broader audience of people. I recommend looking at who your target customer is and thinking about the different types of things that they like. Most likely, you've done a pretty deep study into who your target market is, and you know what kind of car they drive, you know what kind of food they eat, you know what kind of clothes they buy, you know where they live, how much money they have. And so really, take all of that knowledge that you have and match that with different genres of podcasts. If you know that your customer loves comedy, then advertise on comedy shows. If you are trying to reach women, advertise on true crime shows because Lots and lots of women love true crime. Look at the landscape of the podcast industry and identify 
those shows, is it news? Is it politics? You know, it doesn't necessarily just have to be within your specific niche of product. Now, that's not to say that if you're a beauty company that you shouldn't look to advertise on shows that talk about cosmetics. I mean, obviously, that would be a good fit for you. But think about really going beyond that and think about your customer. Think about what they're where they're going to be and what they're going to be listening to. And then next, I really encourage you to think about the investment that you're going to want to make. And are you interested in really big shows? Are you wanting to get on some of the, you know, very largest shows out there like, you know, the Joe Rogan Experience or, you know, Reply All or The Daily? You know, I mean, like some of these huge shows, are you interested in getting on those shows or would you rather start at more of a mid-level show? Now, of course, if you're reaching, you know, a million people in one campaign, you're going to get a better result than you would if you're reaching a thousand people. But not always is it worth the investment that you're going to make to start at those bigger shows. You might decide you would rather make a mid-level investment and get on mid-level shows and then work up from there. But identifying the correct podcast is definitely the first step in creating successful campaigns. We have been told over and over that not every podcast works. So it's important to pick a variety of podcasts. So if this is your first time advertising in the space, don't just choose one podcast and look to get you know great results from just one podcast because that one podcast might work really well. You know, I had a conversation with a an advertiser the other day that said, Hey, I had a friend that had a podcast and I started running ads on his show, even though I wasn't sure if it would work, and it turns out it worked great. So now that I know that his show worked great, I want to do more of it. So it's possible that you could choose one show, and it could be great. It's also more probable that you could choose one show, and it could not work, right? Because not every podcast is going to be a perfect fit for your product. So my recommendation is to start out with a minimum of five podcasts, and if you can do more, do more, so that you can really see what shows are going to pull for you and which shows are not going to pull for you. Make sure you have a strategy. Also remember that podcast hosts are looking for brands to partner with. They really are looking for partnerships. So is there anything you can do to extend some goodwill to that host? Of course, you should provide them with products so that they can talk knowledgeably about what it is that you offer. But are there any other opportunities? Can you give each other love on social media? Can you try to expand that relationship in any way. If you can do that, the podcasters will love that and will go over and above when it comes to delivery for you. So choosing the right podcast is step number one in creating powerful campaigns and a very, very important step. Next, you want to think about your talking points. So in podcast advertising, we are looking at host-read ads. What that means is that you are sampling your product to the host They are taking your product in and they are creating an experiential ad, right? That's why we talk about podcast ads really being in the influencer marketing space. They have amassed an audience of people around them that know, like, and trust them. And they are talking about your product in a first person point of view. They are excited about what you have to offer and they want to share the message of your product. So we are looking to them to create powerful ads. 
Now, not every podcast host is great at ad reads. So as you're going through, that's another point to check is how are their past ad reads? Have they been doing a good job with these ad reads, right? So that's an important consideration. But then make sure that you're giving them good talking points. And when I talk about that, what I really mean is what are you asking that podcaster to say? So you're going to be asking them to say a variety of different things about your product, and they need to know what your unique selling proposition is, what makes this product so much better and so much different, and how can they convey that information in a very concise way. So while podcasts do provide us with the luxury of time, we're still looking for an ad to fall in about the 60 second range. So what can they say in 60 seconds about your product that is going to entice someone to go and make a buying decision? Make sure you're starting with a product that is a good seller for you. So if you know this product already sells well for your company, advertise that product because that's going to have a much greater likelihood of actually being purchased by others, right? These new people, these new prospects that you've not heard of. So start with a solid product and then create talking points around that product that are concise. I know that it's easy for us as marketers. We love our companies so much. We understand them. We have great stories to tell and you need to tell a great story about your product in a very concise way. So how are you telling a concise message and what are you telling that podcaster that they need to say about your product? So make sure that the talking points are solid talking points. The next step in creating successful campaigns is to design a compelling and unique call to action. I want to highlight the word unique. If when I go on your website, I get a pop-up that says I can get 20% off anything on the site by giving you my email address, I'm not going to be compelled to remember that promo code that when entered gives me 20% off. You know, that's a promo code that I heard about maybe when I was listening to the podcast. But if I go on your website and I see the exact same pop-up, is that really going to entice me to want to remember the promo code so that I can enter it so that you can track the results, right? That's an important piece to consider. We have to look at what is the call to action and what is really going to get people to decide that they want to make a purchasing decision. Now, I totally get that there are companies and products out there that are not discount products. There are companies that are not, you know, looking to provide a discount because they never discount their product. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. However, if you are in the situation where you are not discounting your product, then you can absolutely not use a promo code or a unique URL to track the results of the campaign. Because if I'm not prompted to decide that I want to enter this code because I'm going to get something for it, then I'm not going to do that, right? I'm just going to go straight to your website. And I can't tell you the number of times, even myself being in the industry, that I have thought... I'm interested in buying this product. What is the promo code? I can't remember it. And I order it anyways. And and really the reason is because most of the time I'm laying in bed on my phone, right? Saying, oh yeah, I wanted to order that. What was it? Oh, I'm on my phone. 
I've got 10 minutes to do this. I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm just going to, I don't, I don't have the time to remember the promo code. I don't have the time to go to the website and look it up. I just want to buy this thing and I'm just going to do it. Right. So remembering that promo code is not an easy thing. And if you are not able to give some sort of a discount that is going to compel people to use it, they're not going to use it, right? So just remember that as you're designing your calls to action and make sure it's not something that's going to pop up on your website or that you've been blasting out on social media. Because if you've used that same call to action again and again in different genres, And then you're wanting to take this information and really track the results of your campaign based on that. Is that really a good way to track results? You know, we can talk about other ways to track results that are outside of using a unique promo code, but you have to make sure that if you are wanting to see that, that you're giving a very clear, concise, unique, compelling call to action. So that is really, really important. And then next, you really need to think about what your goals are around the campaign. How are you going to be tracking results for the campaign? Are you going to be using these um, unique promo codes or these unique URLs to really track whether it's working? And how important is it to you? Are you doing this campaign because you are looking for direct response and you want to see for sure that you have gotten people who have made buying decisions based on this campaign? Are you looking at it because you know that this person in you know this podcast position is an ambassador in their industry and they're talking about your product? And from an influencer perspective, you're just happy that you have all of these people out there multiplying this word of mouth. You know, is that possible? Or are you looking looking at it from a branding position? And are you saying, hey, I know that there's a lot of power in this message that's going out and I don't need to see direct results from it? Make sure you're clear on the goals of the campaign before you start, because if you're clear on what your goals are, then you're going to know, you're going to be able to say at the end of it, did this accomplish my goal or was my goal not accomplished? So it's so important to think about that and to think about how we are tracking the results of campaigns. Now, as we have have discussed on this episode, and as I'm sure you've heard, the unique URL and that promo code right now are the ways that most companies are tracking results. However, that doesn't mean that it's the only way to track results. There are a couple of different companies that have sprouted up in the space that are attribution companies that allow you as the advertiser to look at who has listened to that podcast and then based on a tracking pixel on your website, who is then coming to your website. So there are opportunities beyond that that are emerging. My expectation is that as the industry matures, that we will see more of these coming to light, right? That are those opportunities out there for us to track these results. But make sure you've got your goals solidified and then make sure that you are really, you know, if you're going to be tracking results, you know exactly what it is that you're going to track. And lastly, if you really want to make podcast advertising successful, you have to make sure that you have built in a test campaign and look at podcasts as a test, right? If you've never done podcast advertising before, you're probably not going to step into the space and get instant 
success, right? Like it's not typically going to happen that way. My guess is the first time you ran Facebook ads, it wasn't an, a, an instant success. The first time you ran Instagram ads, the first time you tried Google AdWords or YouTube ads, nothing is an instant success. You have to build in a test campaign. Now in building a test campaign, what exactly does that look like? You can't just run one ad, in my opinion, and see results because one ad isn't going to give you what you need to test. The other consideration point that I think is really important is what kind of brand recognition do you have? Have people heard about your company before? Are you a brand new product? If no one knows who you are, you can't say your company name once and then expect a huge, you know, burst of people to come in and buy your product, right? That's not how the sales process works. People can't just hear about you once and then make a buying decision. So it's important to make sure that you're getting frequency especially if you're a brand or a company that people haven't heard of before. So make sure you've got that frequency out the door. Other elements to consider with test campaigns are, as I mentioned, make sure that you've got a good group of shows that you're going to be advertising on and then work with those shows to really track what is happening, right? One of the other consideration points in podcast ads that I think people miss a lot of times is that it is very different from other types of ads in that the day that the ad goes live, you're not going to be receiving all of your listens that one day. They're going to be spread out over at least a 30-day period, if not a longer period, depending on the type of ad that's running. So you have to realize that these impressions, these downloads that are happening are happening over a period of time. So set the test campaign to be a minimum of three months. So you've got three-month campaign where you're running on multiple shows, you're running a specific set of talking points, a specific call to action, and then you're monitoring the results you get. Now, in most podcast campaigns, you're going to have this live ad read that's going to happen in their podcast, this host read ad, but they'll also put a link to your company on their website. So in their show notes, they will list that offer. They will link to your site. And so they can, you know, refer their listeners to go to their website, check out that information and then click through. So that is an option. So, you know, looking at that, how many click throughs are you getting from those pages? And then really analyzing which shows have worked well, right? Like which shows performed well and which shows didn't. And then it really is just a constant iterative process where you go through and you say, you know what? These 10 shows worked wonderfully. We're going to advertise on them again. These 10 shows, they didn't pull so well. So I think we're going to take them off. And then analyze those shows. Why did they work? Was it the genre? Was it the host? Did the host love your product? I've had advertisers that say, I don't care what the industry is, as long as the host is sincerely passionate about my product, that's all I need. Listen to the ad reads. How did the ad reads go? Were you compelled to buy something when you listened? Did you think they did a good job representing your company? You know, so look at those shows and figure out what was it about the ones that succeeded that really set them apart from the ones that didn't. And then once you've determined those those pieces, then you go select other shows. 
other consideration points in test campaigns is how were the talking points? Did you end up maybe providing too much information to the host and they weren't able to really wrap their brains around, you know, this idea of talking about your product? Was it too complicated? Do you need to make it more streamlined? Did you ask them to talk about too many different products? Should they have just spoken about one? So really look at the talking points and see, were they successful? Look at the call to action. Was it compelling? Were you advertising a product that really was a a good seller for you? Were the unique URL code set up correctly? Did you have them in lowercase and maybe uppercase so that people can try them out and find and use that promo code in any way, right? So every element of the campaign has an opportunity to either succeed or fail. So it's important to look at each specific piece and then look at what happens when we tweak these things, right? In email marketing, what happens when we tweak tweak the subject line? We can totally change the email open rate, right? Just by tweaking the subject line. What happens in, you know, social media marketing when you tweak the picture that you put out there? I mean, one one different picture can have a totally different impact on the results. And it's the same thing with podcast ads, right? If if you are tweaking the talking points or if you know when a host mentions X, Y, and Z, you get good results, let's make sure that they they mention X, Y, and Z. But you're not going to know any of these things if you've never done podcast ads before. So I highly recommend you really look at setting up a test campaign and realizing the first time you advertise, it might not knock your socks off. But that doesn't mean that it isn't effective. And that doesn't mean that it's not working. It just means that something in the campaign needs to be tweaked. My encouragement to you is to find an agency that can work with you to create successful campaigns, because there are lots of agencies out there who would love to help walk you through this process. So let's just recap on the steps. First, you want to make sure that you're finding good podcasts that align with your target market. Super important. Next, make sure you've got really clear talking points that they are impactful, they are simple, and you can get that unique selling proposition out. Next, you want to make sure that you've got a strong call to action that is unique and compelling. Next, you want to make sure that you've got good goals and mechanisms in place to make sure that you know what you're expecting from the campaign and you can actually track results. And then lastly, make sure that you've got a test campaign set up in place and you've got some some KPIs, right, lined up so that you know at the end of that campaign what worked, what didn't, and how to tweak it so that you can continue to constantly manipulate your campaigns to get good success. I hope that this has been helpful for you. If you want any more information about podcast advertising, please go back in the archives and listen to our past episodes. We are on LinkedIn and I constantly create and post videos about what we have learned in the podcast space and how to make it successful. So please um, go over to LinkedIn and find us there. You can also check us out at truenativemedia.com and we would love to chat with you. Have a great day and we will talk to you soon. If you want to learn more about how to be a market leader in podcast advertising, reach out to us at truenativemedia.com.